All right. Hey, everybody. We're back. Uh, I think we had a week off, right? We didn't post one last week? We did indeed. All right. So we are back into the swing of things. And a quick announcement here, kind of housekeeping stuff. Chad and I are both very, very busy. We're doing a lot of things. Uh, And in light of that, we're going to be shortening these episodes. So we've been getting together once a week to do these. Lately, it's been not exactly every week. So we're going to try to get three episodes recorded per meeting here. So we're going to do shorter episodes. They're going to be like roughly 20 minutes long. I'm going to try to keep it concise. It'll be a little bit less rambling from me. And uh, hopefully, hopefully this is a more value-packed experience and also more stable. So we won't end up with a week where we have missed yeah, uh, missed producing a podcast. Um, okay, so how you doing, Chad? I'm doing all right. Chad's how are doing you, all right. Peter? I'm doing great. I'm doing. I'm doing great. Excellent. How are you doing out there in uh, mercenary land? We'll give you a second. We're gonna like blues clues it. How are you doing? Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so today we are talking about jokes. This is a podcast we've been thinking about and talking about, and it's gonna be you know just a fun one. And uh, it'll probably be, since we're doing shorter episodes now, it'll probably be a multi-part thing. But I think that something that has really helped me a lot is having a bunch of canned jokes. Not just for um, for empty space, but in response to certain things that happen. Uh, I'll use, you know, the bartenders and servers that work with me know that I will use the same jokes over and over again because, you know, they work. I've been doing this for seven years and I've tried a, I tried a bunch of different jokes and if they don't land, that's okay. You got another iteration of the set to play, you know, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, maybe next month, but you're going to be doing this over and over again. So what this is is just incremental improvement. It's just another example of that. If you find something that works, do it again. Maybe tweak it a little bit. See if it works better with a little tweak. Um, jokes are no different. And uh, these things can, I mean, it, it seems kind of obvious to me, but I'll just, just for the slow ones out there, Jokes lighten the mood. You're not, again, you're not there just to be a jukebox with legs. You're there to be an entertainer. You're there to be fun, lighten the mood. You're, you're supposed to help people have fun, right? Joking can can help with that. Uh, alleviating tension. You want to just, you want a nice, relaxed, not very tense room full of people, right? Jokes help with that. You want people to like you. You want people to um, feel like they're, kind of friends with you jokes, right? That this does all those things. Um, and it also helps you not feel so much pressure. You're not totally improvising everything every time. You're not having to be brilliant improvisational on the spot because you have these kind of jokes canned, ready to go. So some of my favorite jokes, I, I, I have some opening jokes that I, that I like to use immediately. Like before I even start playing, depending on the gig, um, I'll crack a couple of jokes before I even play a song. Um, I'll be joking with an audience sometimes as I'm getting set up, depending on what's happening, right? So an idea of an opening joke here is you you say, before you even play, you're like, hey, everybody, you know, I'm, I'm Peter. I'm going to play some songs for you. Pretty much whether you like it or not, it's happening. Accept it. That's good. Right? Uh, I hope you enjoy it, but at this point, it's above my pay grade. It's just happening. So I, I, I accept it. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm playing, I'll be playing songs for you or maybe at you, depending on your perspective, you know, like these kind of like, again, these are all kind of like dad jokes. They're cheesy. You're generally in a crowd of, if you're doing dinner stuff like I am, 
uh, dinner and happy hour stuff, there's oftentimes a lot of kids in these places, so you're not going to do extremely dirty jokes, although though there is a place for those too. Um, but yeah, so there's kind of your your opening joke, right? It's just, and you can just feel free to just steal these, just take them, uh, take them whole, take them whole, and. <laughs> And try to use them and see if they work and see if they don't work. And if they if they don't work, there's always a joke you can make about your bad joke, right? <laughs> well, that was not a very good joke. I, I, I see nobody laughed at that one. I will be retiring that one. Tough crowd. Yeah, I, you can make jokes like that. Just be, and this is kind of like the general, remember we're always doing our telescoping Zoom thing. You got your specific tactic of a joke, and then you got a more strategic idea of just being lighthearted and not taking yourself too seriously, right? That's the strategic background feel, right? Um. Easier said than done. I know being on stage can be scary, especially if you're not experienced. Um, and see, even if you are experienced, sometimes it can be scary. So that's where having jokes you use over and over again can be very helpful is you don't have to worry about being brilliant, right? Um, so there's your, there's your opener joke, right? I'm going to be playing songs. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Here's another one. Another kind of idea of an opening joke is... Um, you know, I know many of you have been hurt by live music in the past. I promise this won't be that bad, right? I'm not that bad. Uh, another one that's kind of a joke, but it's it's also just informative stuff and helps let the crowd know you're not taking yourself too seriously. By the way, if I'm and a lot of times this will be people's big fear when you sit down. Oh, this guy's gonna be fucking loud. Oh my god, this is gonna be abrasive. I've been sitting here eating for 20 minutes, and now this dude is setting up a speaker six feet from my head. Awesome. Um, you sit down and you say, hey, just so you know, folks, if I'm too loud, you just let me know. I'm here for you, okay? You just let me know. I'll turn down. I'm not sensitive about it. All you got to do is uh, write too loud on a $100 bill, put it in the tip jar, and I'll consider it. You know, And that, that leads me into another genre of joke, which is the joke about the tip jar, which we mentioned in the tip jar episode, right? Jokes about the tip jar are great. We're killing multiple birds with one stone here because you get to mention the tip jar, obviously. it's You want to be reminding people that the tip jar is there. You want to be doing that generally pretty early. And again, I, um, some people are worried, oh, am I going to offend people by mentioning the tip jar? Is it going to seem like I'm like grabbing their money? The people who are going to get offended by you mentioning the tip jar weren't going to fucking tip you anyway. Sorry to break that to you. The people who were going to tip you are like, oh, yeah, yeah, musicians do have tip jars. I was planning on tipping this dude. Yeah, here's money. He's right. You fucking cheap bastards should tip. You know, uh, that does happen sometimes where like a crowd member will come up and be like, they don't know they should be tipping, you know. Uh, so, yes, jokes about the tip jar. I like the hundred dollar bill one. Right. Something down on a hundred dollar bill. Put it in the tip jar. I'll think about it. That never fails to get a laugh. Um, uh, you can use that one with requests, too. By the way, I do take requests. Uh, if you got a request, all you got to do is write that down on a hundred dollar bill, throw it in the tip jar and I'll think about it. Maybe get to it next time. Um, <laughs> you know, and people laugh and then you, you want to say, Hey, I'm kidding. It's th those jokes. They can kind of feel, you know, like a little forced, a little forced. They can, if you, you know, they can, if you're not comfortable with them or if, or if you have a really uppity kind of stingy crowd, uh, country club crowds can be this way. Um, but it's <laughs> sometimes it'll get a groan along with the laugh. Um, and you just, you know, you say like, that was a joke. Requests are free. You just let me know. I'm here for you, folks. Um, you know, if, if one person laughs at that or you see like one person kind of look up and smile and like no one else, you can say, yes, that was a joke. Thank you for laughing at that. I appreciate you. That helps. Yeah. 
Um, so it's all this kind of like, again, we're going to zoom out. It's this lighthearted kind of banter thing, right? Um, it's self-deprecating humor is like where it's at. Making fun of yourself. Uh, I know you've been hurt by live music in the past. That's kind of a self-deprecating joke. Like I'm part of this industry that is annoying. You know, <laughs> like I get that, right? Um, people, it, it's, and I, I've, from, from my own perspective as an audience member, it's so easy to come off as arrogant on stage and it's not cool looking. It's not, I'd, I'd never want to tip these people. I was say, it doesn't get if, tips. if somebody is sitting there with, and it's, they, they don't, they don't feel arrogant. I know because I've been on both sides of it. When you are looking like that, when you're like frowning at your guitar and being a very serious musician and really focusing on on your music, you don't feel like you're being arrogant. You feel like you're totally exposed to a whole bunch of strangers and you're doing something that you're used to doing in your bedroom by yourself in front of strangers and maybe people aren't paying attention or maybe people are actively not liking it. And so you don't feel like, oh, I'm, I'm this fucking shit up here. It doesn't feel that way from your perspective, but it looks that way. When you're on stage looking like I'm a fucking serious musician, I'm frowning, I'm like not smiling, I'm not laughing, I'm not talking in between songs. People think this dude is fucking up his own ass. Yeah, it's bad optics. It looks horrible. And uh, jokes just drain the fucking venom out of all that feeling. Like it's just, uh, you know, just make fun of yourself. It's It, it really helps. It helps. Um, let me see, some other more specific examples of jokes um i know we've talked about it in the past but you have the attorney joke folks think yes law school. that's a, that is another another one of my favorites uh and you you so that actually leads me into something else so you can use songs this is where this is where i think it's kind of a uh, a beautiful kind of marriage here because you're a musician you're playing songs you're picking the songs uh unless there's a request but you can make jokes out of stuff in the songs, which it can can be fun. That way it's not like, oh, this guy's a comedian. He's just fucking standing up here cracking jokes that are unrelated to what he's doing. You're cracking jokes about what you're doing, so it all seems like, it seems much more natural that way. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't go up there and go like, what's the deal with airline food? Right? You if, you if you make a joke that's related to what you're doing, it doesn't seem like this cheesy stand-up shtick, shtick thing. It seems more natural and more improvised and more like a conversation. So... For instance, and I'm going to get back to this attorney joke. Um, for instance, um, the song Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. First of all, here's a little joke about that that I make every time. I say, all right, this is a Waylon Jennings song. It's uh, actually has the longest song title of any song that I play. It's 13 syllables. I've counted them. Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. I count the syllables on my finger like that. It's a long song title. That is a pretty bold move. That's a confident, confident move. And it's not like, that's not even a joke, really. It's not even a punchline. It's just a funny, weird observation, right? This is a fucking long song title, right? It's just, it's like, that. that is the type of joke that you can make. It doesn't have to be this fucking brilliant, you know, it doesn't have to be, uh, what's his, you know, I'm thinking of a particular famous comedian. It doesn't have to be like a, a brilliant uh, Carlin Carlin joke, George Carlin joke. Like it doesn't have to be this amazing. Wow, this guy's fucking hilarious. It just has to be kind of light, kind of self-deprecating, kind of funny. And uh, so th- then I, I'm going through the song. I play the song. It's like, man, you know, I, I really like this line. Uh, 
Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Don't let them pick guitars and drive them old trucks. Let them be doctors and lawyers and such. And go, you know, actually, speaking of lawyers, my parents actually think I'm in law school right now. So you can take videos, but don't like post any of this online. We're just trying to keep this between us. And that like almost always gets a laugh. People love that. It's like, you know, it's just, it's just like a funny, cute, self-deprecating. I'm like kind of a loser. My parents think I'm doing something better. And if you're older and you can't really use parents, use my wife. Yeah, you could. Yeah, right. Fill so on the blank. It, it does a couple that and these jokes, they, they all you'll notice they're they do a couple things at once. They're not just like, oh, there's like a, a you know, knock, knock. Who's there? Airline food. You know, it's it's not like a, it's not like just a, a joke. Right. It does a couple things. It makes you more relatable. You know, it people people get it. It's relatable. Right. Um, people are like, oh, yeah. Disappointed parents. Law school thing like people get that you know uh there are people who are fucking in law school and are lawyers in the crowd who are like yeah i wish i could have been a musician you know like there's there's all this relatable stuff in there oh this guy has a mom it's like another thing that separates you from being a jukebox with legs Mm -hmm. right you're describing yourself as a person in a funny self-deprecating way it it just uh yeah so that's a, a good example i actually have another joke and so this is this is I'm using Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. This is a great example of how much material you can get out of one fucking song. There's a really weird lyric in that song. And I'll do, this is kind of like a two-part joke, right? Where I'll start playing that song and this is a, okay, this is a little more of an adult joke, right? So I'll save it for 1045 at night, you know? Like, right, it was like last joke of the night. People are toasty. It's all adults in there. Um, yeah, and you'll, you can even look around and be like, okay, I just want to make sure there are no kids in here before I mention this because this is a little weird. But there's a really weird lyric in this song, and I'm not gonna. Well, we'll talk about it after the song. I'll see if you guys notice it. Play the song, get through it, and they go like, "All right, anybody pick up on the lyric?" Sometimes somebody does, usually they don't. And I say like, "Okay, so uh, cowboys like smoky old pool rooms and clear mountain mornings." Okay, so far so good. Little warm puppies and children and girls of the night. Leave a pause there, right? Where people go like, "Ooh, yeah, that is weird." Someone will like almost always go, yeah, that is weird. Okay, like, you know, I think it is weird, right? Like, it's just like, I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to say, like, cowboys, you know, we're complicated characters. We like, you know, cute things and we like adult things. Like, I get what he's doing, but to me, it's just like, you know, hey, what do you like? Well, you know, puppies and kids and hookers. It's just like those things don't belong in the same sentence. You know, they just don't. <laughs> in a different order. They, yeah, they just don't belong in the same fucking sentence. You know, so that's. An example, and I've, I once had a table just fucking lose it over that joke of like, you know, 30-year-olds sitting drinking, you know, kind of end of their night, and they lost it, and they threw me 20 bucks, you know? And I'm not saying that they wouldn't have had I not made that joke, but they were entertained by this, mm-hmm. right? So it can, it, it can be a more general, oh, this is more fun, this is just relaxed, I like this guy more thing or it can be a very direct like man that one fucking joke I'm gonna be talking about it for a week that guy was hilarious um it can be like any level of those things it can be I wasn't even like paying attention to this guy until I my ears perked up when he started making it what I recognize as a joke and then I laughed and now I'm listening to him you know Mm -hmm. um people like one of the most common compliments that I get is you're very entertaining right um not you shred even though I do not you have a great voice even though I do (laughs) not you're very handsome, even though I am, right? 
it's you're very entertaining. And that's what it's all like a holistic thing, right? You're trying to be entertaining. Um, jokes are a huge part of that. Uh, what else? Let's give you some more direct examples of jokes. I, I have a list, but I just don't have it with me right now, obviously. <laughs> um, tip jar related jokes. Okay, so I have a... Isn't and, and tip jar related jokes, they're kind of self-deprecating because they are kind of beggary, you know? So there's, there's a way to do them where there's... Ne- you should never sound entitled to tips, of course. Um, and if you feel like you have just said something that makes you sound entitled to tips, try to clarify that. Don't put your foot in your mouth and go go off too long about it because... 90% of the time you think you put your foot in your mouth and you you haven't yet and now you're going to because you're going to beat a dead horse about it. But tip jar jokes, don't be very careful not to do it in a way that seems like you're entitled to tips. And if you do say something like, uh, tips, by the way, for musicians, not mandatory, right? Tips are extra for musicians. And I, I, I use this line a lot. I say, tips are extra for musicians. Bartenders and servers, however, folks, Pretty much mandatory. Please take care of them. They work very hard. They work much harder than I do. They have actual real grown-up jobs. Self-deprecating humor right there. Um, I've got a, a thing with a little shtick with my tip jar where I've got a little string of battery-operated lights on there. I'll turn the lights on, and I'll, uh, uh, when it gets dark outside, I've, I've got a couple of gigs that go through sunset. It gets dark outside. I go, oh, it's time to take my daytime glasses off. I take my sunglasses off, put on my nighttime glasses, put on my clear glasses, and... Uh, Oh, that also means it's a very special time of the night. You guys ready? I got to do something very important. I reach over. You know, people are looking up, trying to see what's going on. Click. I turn on this, like, really underwhelming set of battery-operated lights on the tip jar. I go, look at that. Lights. See the lights? It's like a light show, everybody. It's a very big deal. I'll be like, it's not that big a deal. It really, it's just another excuse to mention the tip jar, which, by the way, is up here. Anybody could interact with it in any way they want at any time. Just no pressure, all right? I'm just throwing it out there. Just no touching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't touch it. Yeah. You get the yeah. Another tip-related joke. A lot of these jokes are tip-related because I think they're funny. I think they're the most... It's the most uh, opportunity to directly address something that people are shy about. And I think that that is... That's the way to do it is hit a topic directly, make a joke out of it, and take take the bite out of like, hey, put some fucking money in this tip jar, asshole. And you're saying that. You are saying that, but you're doing it in a funny way. You're doing it in an entertaining, uh, non-venomous way. I'm going to use venom again. Um, so here's another another version of a tip joke, right? It's like, uh, by the way, I'm Peter Coulter. You can follow me. If you like this, you can follow me on the internet. Peter Coulter Music with a K. K-O-L-T-E-R, Peter Coulter Music. Facebook, Instagram, and of course, most importantly, Venmo. And I do that every time. I say, most importantly, Venmo. And uh, again, it's another one that almost always gets a chuckle. And about half the time, it gets less and less as uh, technology becomes more ubiquitous. But an old person going, what's Venmo? And a younger person going, that's oh, like a tipping app. Um, you know, it's like a money. You can change. It's like, it's like PayPal. Um, and I'll say, you know the great thing about Venmo? You could tip me every day for the rest of our lives on Venmo if you wanted to. Laugh, laugh, laugh. I'm not, I'm not saying anyone's ever done that. You could be the first. That could be like our thing, you know? And, and that's this is where you're kind of gauging it. If you got a laugh out of that first part, keep rolling with it if you didn't move on. Yep. But if someone's if someone's laughing and they're listening now, you go like, you know, that I'm not, you know, it's just an idea. It could be our thing. You'd be like, oh look. Oh look, at ten thirty in the morning, uh, uh Daniel sent me another five dollars. Thanks, Daniel. 
You know, it's just like Daniel. This is your song. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Danny's Danny's song by Loggins and Messina. Here we go. Okay, what else? Uh, we're oh, we're at twenty minutes. So let me just give you one more good joke here, and uh, I'll give you one more one more joke here. And it's uh, since I give you some opening jokes, I gave you some tip jar jokes. We're gonna do a closing joke. It is also a tip jar joke, though. You guys ready? All right, folks, that is going to do it for me. I really appreciate you guys being here. Thank you so much. By the way, expressing gratitude, that's not exactly a joke, but expressing gratitude throughout the show is a good idea. It's just good for your mental health anyway, but uh, crowds dig it. I mean, hopefully you're genuinely feeling gratitude because you have a fucking awesome job and it's because of them, but moving on. Thank you all so much for being here. I appreciate you guys coming. I hope you have a great night. Please be safe. Um, you know, be, uh, have a great night. Be safe. Not in that order, right? Safety first, then have a great night. Be safe and then have a great night. And that's, I'm doing my tangent thing here, but that's like a little mini joke. That's like my tone throughout the whole thing. That's not the joke I was even going to tell you, right? That's just a joke within a joke. It's just me being a fucking goofball, playful goofball, right? Okay, let me, yeah, I'll get to the real joke here. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Have a great night. Please be safe. Uh, my name is Peter Coulter. Again, if you like this, follow me, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm packing up. The very last thing I pack up is the tip jar. So if you're a procrastinator, you still have time. I'm not, no pressure, okay? I'm just saying. The tip jar is the last thing I pack up. If you want to throw money at me, feel free. That's it. All there is to it. Jokes. Jokes. Nice, uh, nice, concise episode. If you like the new format, the shorter episodes, let us know. If you hate it, just shut the fuck up and keep that to yourself. But you already knew that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Next time.